0: With Capella University's FlexPath format, you can set your own deadlines, learn at your pace, and access most coursework from anywhere at any time. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu. Today is Sunday, November 17th, 2019. On this day in 1894, H.H. Holmes was arrested in Boston, Massachusetts. A con artist and a serial killer, Holmes shocked America with his boastful tales of cruelty and murder, until he, like his victims, ended up dead. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Extreme caution is advised for listeners under 13. Today, we're going back to the arrest of one of America's first serial killers, H.H. Holmes. Before we unpack the ramifications of his story, let's go back to the afternoon of his arrest on November 17, 1894, a little after lunch. Holmes sat on the train, staring at Detective Crawford intently. This man couldn't be so different from all the rest. The delicious young women and pretty girls that had fallen under his influence, responding to his manipulation and handing over their wealth at a snap of his fingers. Some of them he'd romanced. Others he'd simply beguiled. But that wouldn't be possible with this staid, serious-looking detective. Instead, a good old-fashioned bribe might do the trick. Holmes glanced coyly at Crawford and cleared his throat. Then he made his bid, saying, I'm a hypnotizer. If you let me hypnotize you so that I can escape, I'll give you $500. It was a small fortune. Crawford let out a low, slow whistle, impressed by the figure. Holmes felt his pulse quicken. He still had it, the touch, that special gift which kept him afloat when nothing else did. But then Crawford burst into laughter. He rolled his eyes at Holmes and replied dryly, Hypnotism always spoils my appetite. Holmes felt his stomach sink. So that was it. Crawford wasn't going to be another victim of the Holmes magic. He wasn't going to be manipulated. Holmes turned towards the window and stared out at the passing Boston streets. The window was speckled with water. He liked that. It reminded him of his own obfuscations and tricks, hiding what was in plain sight. It was fun to be a con man. It was even more fun to kill. Those two little girls, his most recent, their little faces blackened by the gas in the locked trunk. Holmes grinned as he thought of them writhing. Then he glanced back at Crawford, wondering if he might entertain himself by shocking the detective with some gruesome stories. But Crawford was ignoring him, his head buried in a newspaper. Holmes, peering at the broadsheets, started to grin even more widely. The wily wheels in his head were turning, suddenly at full speed. Maybe Crawford wouldn't listen to his stories, but the newspapers... If he couldn't escape the law this time, he had a backup plan. He would play one last con on Crawford and every policeman out to get him. He would sell his story to the news. Coming up... Holmes' gruesome crimes become the talk of dinner tables across America and he ensures his place in history as one of the first modern serial killers. Now back to the story. On November 17, 1894, H.H. Holmes was arrested in Boston. Officially, he was booked for a con that involved stealing horses in Texas and selling them in St. Louis at enormous profit. But police realized that Holmes was more than just a con man once they started searching his preferred hunting grounds, the hotel he owned in Chicago. As investigators tore through it, they found nooks and crannies that served as torture chambers and burial sites, trap doors, stairways that led nowhere, and chutes that fell into the basement. Police found bloody clothes, bones, and hair in its basement, barely buried in the hard-packed dirt floor. They dubbed the maze the Murder Castle. Then police uncovered the bodies of two young girls in Toronto and one boy in Indiana, the children of Holmes' con partner and apparent friend, Benjamin Peitzel. He'd killed that so-called friend, too, along with his three children. At first, Holmes tried to deny his culpability, even writing a memoir from his jail cell full of obvious lies, including a tale claiming that one of his victims was murdered by her own sister in a jealous fight for his love. But the evidence against him was simply too strong to deny. And eventually, Holmes, ever the con man, fell on his backup plan he sold a full confession to the newspapers claiming responsibility for 27 murders. This confession, like his earlier denials, was riddled with lies. Some of the people he claimed to have killed were actually still alive, and many he killed, it would eventually become clear, were omitted from the tally. At one point, he told his lawyer that he'd killed far more than 27 people. His count was actually 133. While Holmes officially went on trial for the murder of Peitzel and Peitzel's three children, Chicago police reportedly discovered up to 100 bodies in the murder castle alone. However many people Holmes really killed. He died for his crimes. He was hanged at Moya Mensing Prison in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania on May 7, 1896. But part of what makes his story so fascinating is the macabre showmanship and the resulting mystery that surrounds his life as a killer. In part, that showmanship stemmed from Holmes himself, with his interviews, glib persona, and shifting confessions of murder. But he was aided and abetted by the yellow journalism that characterized the 1890s. Newspapers across America competed for the most attention-grabbing, exciting headlines, and they were willing to bend the truth to get them. Holmes provided them with the perfect opportunity to do their dirtiest, most salacious work. Pulp fiction, graphic novels, books and films have taken up the gauntlet where yellow journalism left off. Holmes is widely considered the first American serial killer, and his story has been retold time and time again, with reports of his body count climbing ever higher. Some versions of the story put it as high as 200. What the Holmes narrative lacks in fact, it makes up for in historical relevance. And with satisfying symmetry, the story of America's first serial killer actually serves as a perfect case study for the psychological profile of a serial killer. H.H. Holmes was a remorseless, lying, charming sociopath, like the many American serial killers who came after him. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. For more information on H.H. Holmes, check out the episodes of Serial Killers that dive deeper into his life and crimes. Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler, is a production of Cutler Media, and is part of the Parcast Network. It is produced by Max and Ron Cutler, sound designed by Russell Nash, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Paul Mahler, Maggie Admire, and Freddie Beckley. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson.